Welcome to Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. Your weekly opportunity to tune in and listen to the best review team online, taking time out to chat with you and each other about everything lingerie. Our incredible team have reviewed over 7,000 reviews so they know what they're talking about. Every week is different, from chatting about their favorite brands of hosiery to educating you about playing safe when delving into the world of kinkwear for the first time. So for open and frank talk on all topics surrounding the world of lingerie, you're in the right place. Enjoy today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Laundry Lowdown podcast. This is Vani Lang and you're listening to my solo show, It's a Little Complicated. Today I want to talk about what it was like moving from commercial modeling into uh, the sexier boudoir, lingerie, and art nude modeling, and then moving back into commercial modeling. It seems I do this a lot, just, you know, lots of transitions and transformations in my life, moving around physically from country to country and also within different spaces of work. So I started off modeling as a commercial model. I was on billboards in TV commercials and print magazines, just advertising shopping malls, teas, you know, laundry detergent, very innocent things as we do. And it was loads of fun. Sometimes I worked with people that were a little bit slow. That was frustrating. There was a director in Thailand who was local, so he was Thai. And he was making a very snappy TV commercial, which was just, you know, like a millisecond of each scene. And it just, the whole thing, I think, was only a minute long or something. And it was very short, snappy clips all tied together. And for some reason, he could not get this one scene that he wanted, which was a model zipping up the back of her high-heeled shoe. So he used one of the models, he used all of the models, he even used one of the crew, one of the film crew to try to get this shot. And it's like, at some point, you really just need to give up and realize that, you know, maybe your vision is a little impossible to create and you need to just know when to say, okay, I'm going to either take this scene out or just go with what I am able to actually capture. So that was very frustrating. I remember calling my agent and saying, I don't want to get the overtime. This It's not worth it. I'm so tired. I've been here since 5 a.m. Because that's the time that you have to wake up sometimes for these commercial jobs. Um, that one in particular was shot in a huge shopping mall. So we were there all day, but they wanted us to start early so we could be in the shops before customers started coming in to, you know, shop and kind of disturb our shoot. So it was a really long day. And some of these jobs are just really long. And there's a lot of waiting around sometimes on commercial shoots because there's just so many models involved. You could be the main cast. You could be a supporting artist or extra. I've heard that extra and supporting artists are exactly the same thing, but... 
I've also been on shoots where they're not exactly treated the same. <laughs> like the mains and the supporting artists would get hair, makeup, and styling. And then the extras kind of, because they're in the background, they're like furniture, right? They don't really take up that much kind of air screen time. So they don't get all the, you know, fancy makeup and styling and they're just shot in their normal clothes. But I've also been on sets where the supporting artists who got all this fancy stuff ended up playing a role that was very similar to the extras. So, you know... I guess the production just wants to be safe and have lots of people and options, but in the end, they just shoot what they want. So another thing about my modeling career is that I've modeled in Thailand, Singapore, Hong Kong, Shanghai, Australia, and also in Europe, in France and in London and in America too. So lots of different cultures and people and rates. Oh my god, I also did some modeling in Israel. Do not go there for modeling. Please. The rates are so low there. I I think I was only able to do one shoot where three photographers kind of pulled their money together and was able to pay my rate. And it's just you know, every city is different. It was really surprising because Tel Aviv, where I was, it's a bit like London. Um, things are not cheap. You know, rent isn't cheap. Food isn't cheap. Models, dirt cheap. So I don't re- recommend modeling there. Um, but the photographers are very talented. So back to some of the differences between commercial modeling and this um what do you, I don't know the exact term to call it. It's kind of called glamour, bordeaux, art nude modeling. So I'll just categorize it that way. You tend to get a lot more shoots as a art nude model because there's just so many photographers out there who like to shoot this genre, but you also get a lot of hobbyists who uh, are a little bit i'm trying to find the word i mean they can be really talented photographers but some of them are just lonely men who want to spend time with a beautiful model and they're kind of hiding behind this veneer of oh i'm a photographer and yeah they have instagrams and portfolios but are they actually professional photographers that make a living doing photography? Are they just serious hobbyists? Or <laughs> all of the above and they're a little bit pervy? I mean, it's just so hard to really put your finger down on it because a lot of times like I'll hear stories about some photographer that has totally misbehaved with a model like he touched her very inappropriately and for example this model contacted me on instagram she's like oh my god this photographer i i see that you've worked with him a few times he totally like touched me and i I felt so disgusted by it like have you experienced this and i'm like wow no (laughs) i I'm, i'm shocked because this guy has been perfectly respectful and nice with me 
So, you know, some models say, well, you just have to read the reviews on the um, photographer's profiles on these, you know, websites that we use, Model Mayhem, Purple Port, whatever, Star Now. But it's not accurate because bad reviews sometimes don't come through. People can delete their profiles, make another one. And, you know, sometimes models are so shocked by the whole experience that they can't even bring themselves to write about it because it's that traumatizing or that uncomfortable that you don't even kind of want to put that energy out there and, and tell people, especially not <laughs> write it down on someone's profile for all the world to see because it makes your experience so much more real. It's like, oh my God, yeah, that actually happened and it's not something I want to remember or think about or talk about so that's something about the whole kind of art nude world you have to be aware of is you do put yourself in kind of uh, <laughs> risky little situations um, however you do have more control of how many shoots you can schedule I mean when I was a let's just call it boudoir modeling. I think it's a really nice kind of French sounding word. So, oh yeah, it's probably a French word. So boudoir modeling, you basically can contact phot photographers directly through all these websites and propose to them saying, hey, I'm available. If you want to shoot with me, you know, we can discuss rates whatever and most of the time they would be quite open to it so you can actually fill your schedule this way if you're willing to you know advertise yourself and just schedule a ton of shoots especially in a place like london where i'm based right now there's just so many photographers in this country and modeling rates are quite low i would say in this country compared to other places that i've been to in the world so Yes, there's, you know, pros and cons to that. It's cheaper, which means photographers can afford it, which means you'll get more bookings. And it actually works out to be quite favorable for models because you do, you can make a living out of just being a model, even at this lower rate, because there's just so much work out there. As for commercial modeling, I I think I do know plenty of models and actors okay so that's another thing it does seem like being in the creative industry you have to kind of be a jack of all trades or at least more than one so I know some models who are dancers or singers or have a daytime job or models who are actors too so you know actually having some acting skills and doing films tv and uh, more more things than just being a model and another thing about commercial modeling i noticed is you can't really survive on just having one agency and even if one agency seems to bring in a lot of work for you one year it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work out, you know, for all of eternity. So I do see models who kind of need to have at least three to five agencies. 
And then that's kind of tricky too because some agents will be like, oh, we want to be exclusive with you. And you're taking a risk because there is no guarantee that they're going to fill your schedule with work. Because at the end of the day, there's lots of competition. You don't know what the client wants or if there's going to be enough clients going to this particular agency because there's so many agencies out there. So a lot to think about. I recently had a friend who has been modeling on and off in London and she got signed with a big, big agency and she was so stressed about the contract because she thought she might lose out by signing with them. But they're a huge agency. And the thing is, if an agency wants to sign with you, just go for it. It's not even guaranteed you're going to get work. So, you know, sign with more than one and see where it takes you. Enjoying the conversations today? Well, we wanted to take a short break to tell you more about our website. Are you looking to treat a loved one or yourself to some new lingerie or hosiery and don't know where to start? Let the most diverse team of presenters from across the globe introduce you to more than 500 brands as we publish new and exclusive reviews every day. In fact, we have over 7,000 reviews available online right now, and you can join us from only $9.99 a month. However, we want to treat you to something a little special for listening to our podcast today. Use the promo code PODCAST to get 10% off the purchase price. Best of all, there's no time limit with this code, so you can keep using it when you renew your membership. So after listening to the rest of the podcast, head on over to lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use the promo code podcast today. Thanks for listening. Now let's get back to the podcast. There's a lot of extra work out there also if you want to basically be background furniture fixtures. That's kind of what it feels like. Um, I did it once just because I'm the kind of person who needs to try everything so I can talk to you about it. I was an extra for one day and it's probably the last time I'll ever do it. Basically, we were shooting some, I think it was for a drinks company, and they had a ton of extras because they needed to show it was like a lively event things were happening but the camera was mainly on the main actor plus like the two supporting actors and it just felt like we were furniture i mean we were sometimes shown in the reflection of the door that the main actor happened to be standing behind and it was just yeah i don't even know what to say i mean going from being the star of different commercials to going you know totally behind the scenes like you're not even there was such a strange feeling to me and there was so much more waiting around because when you're the main actor you are you know everyone's fussing around you and it's just oh everything's ready okay you can step in front of the camera but when you're background it's almost like they forget you exist (laughs) and they just put you there and then hours later you move to another spot or you're just texting or chatting or reading a book and that's another thing I've noticed about commercial modeling there's a lot of waiting around 
So models and actors that I've seen um, in Thailand, including there was a few. Yeah, I didn't have that many commercial experiences in the all the other countries, but Thailand, Singapore, and London, I have. And models, you know, unless they're just chit chatting away, they can be avid readers. Um, I even had one model friend who would bring her laptop and just do work on the side while she was waiting. I mean, very very productive. Oh, another thing that's really interesting that I noticed about commercial modeling is, you know. <laughs> When I did commercial modeling in Thailand, I was told by all these people, "Oh my God, you know, don't take the cheap jobs because your people will find out that you worked this job for like three hundred bucks. You should be getting a thousand. You know, don't lower your rate. Just go for the big jobs because then you can keep getting the big jobs." And so I let go of this opportunity to do a TV commercial. That I would have had so much fun shooting because it was for like a Japanese restaurant. Probably they would have fed me sushi, and I love food. And it was shown all over the city, like in Bangkok. They have televisions in all of the. Uh, okay, the tube. Let's just call it the tube because we're in London right now. But basically, in the metro system. They have television screens, and there's it's air conditioned. You know, it's not like out here in America or the UK, but in Asia, it's all air conditioned and quite fancy. So my face would have been everywhere, and who would have known? Who's gonna know that you know this model only got paid all of three hundred dollars, which was not that much money,、um, apparently for that kind of job. But I totally regret not taking it. Because, yes, for some time I was doing really well and making a ton of money, but then on the days when you're not making money, you start to think like, oh, I would, you know, I'm not doing anything today. I would have totally taken that small, lesser paid job, and would love to have seen my face plastered all over the city. So. That's something I noticed about modeling here in London. The models that are getting these big jobs. I'm talking like, I know a model who got paid like ten, twenty k for her job. She still she still goes for the cheap jobs, you know. And sometimes models will talk this way. They'll say things like, "Yeah, you know, I used to work for a hundred fifty a day. Now I won't get out of bed for three fifty. Well, you know what? That's all talk. Because I have seen these models, and they are taking <laughs> the cheap jobs too. Because you know, at the end of the day, you want to take as much work as you can. I I even know this model who she just works nonstop, and I think she just loves being behind the camera. She loves to see pictures, and she just loves the work that she does. And yes, sometimes she gets big campaigns. Sometimes she. You know, does TF shoots, which are time for print, where nobody gets paid and it's just creatives collaborating and basically working for free. I personally don't really like doing that unless, unless it's a photograph that I know is going to be useful for me. For example, headshots. I didn't know this, 
But to be a commercial model or actor, you need professional headshots that are not portraits. They're not, you know, a picture of just your face, which I thought <laughs> were headshots. I was like, oh, there's been so many pictures taken of me. I have a headshot somewhere. No, headshots are a very specific type of photography. And even within headshots, there's like so many styles and backdrops and ways and lighting that photographers can um, use to make you look good. And um, that's the kind of TF shoot I would do just because I know a lot of models and photographers who actually spend like 300 pounds for two or three pictures, sometimes just one. Because it's so important to have that one headshot that really stands out and gets you hired. So when it comes to TF shoots, personally, I would only do it for headshots because I know it's important to have updated headshots all the time. And because my hair tends to change a lot, so <laughs> I need updated ones. Okay, about art nude modeling. So... Another great thing about that is, yes, you can fill your schedule. You can also kind of just travel and work wherever you want because there's all these websites where you can find these photographers and book yourself in. Of course, it's a little bit risky if you're traveling. You do have travel costs. You have hotel costs and all of that can add up. So, you know, hopefully you're going to a country outside of the UK <laughs> where the modeling rates are a lot higher and hopefully you can actually make a profit doing it. I think some models do make more money because they, you know, when I was living in Singapore, there were models flying in from Europe and you can actually make a lot of money doing this travel modeling because the rates are just so much higher in Asia compared to, oh, I don't remember what countries they were coming from, but it was some you know european countries where the model rates in their hometown wasn't that much so it made sense for them to buy a thousand dollar ticket and go to a foreign country book an airbnb and book shoots and actually make a profit so those are the perks you get to travel fill your schedule and you get paid on the spot when you are doing this kind of boudoir modeling. A lot of times you can even ask for a deposit and also you can ask for money to be paid like before the shoot or directly after the shoot is finished. Personally, I think if you're shooting lingerie boudoir or nude modeling, you should get the money up front before the shoot begins because I've experienced some uncomfortable situations where I didn't want to continue to shoot because the photographer was being inappropriate. And, you know, if you have the money in your pocket already, then you can walk away from that shoot and not have to continue shooting and being uncomfortable if the photographer has misbehaved. Now, commercial modeling can sometimes wait 60 to 90 days before you get the money in the bank which is a little bit annoying. I've had to chase my agent for money before and it's like, come on, I work for you. You should 
chase me and try to pay me. <laughs> but no, that's not how it works. Sometimes clients will pay the agency and then the agency will hold on to money for a while and then they transfer it to you. So the whole process can take a long time and it's just a lot more organization and keeping track of everything you know keeping track of if you sent an invoice if you gotten paid and then chasing up i have invoices that have not been paid for like a year and sometimes you just kind of give up it's like is it worth chasing for that 300 bug hmm no, no, might be easier just to try and book a bigger job <laughs> to make up for that loss. And another thing I've noticed about commercial and boudoir modeling is I was on a shoot that was organized by a photog uh, a model where she hires a ton of models and then photographers will book her events. And it was so interesting because her events are fashion models are fully clothed she brings lots of outfits mostly sponsored i mean they're just really lavish photography events which i love being a part of because it's a model's dream to have access to all of these clothes and shoes and accessories and you can just like play dress up basically and then have pictures from it i noticed that the fashion models she hired, they were very confident to, you know, be in front of the camera, do their own makeup and style themselves. But the boudoir art nude models, and, you know, I'm just being very general here. This probably doesn't apply to everyone. But the boudoir models were less confident in clothing because they're so used to being valued and you know being seen as a beautiful model completely naked they're great at posing with that beautiful s shape the curves of their body they can you know look amazing wearing nothing when then then suddenly you say okay you need to like put on a top and trousers and this headband they don't know what to do and art nude models usually don't smile <laughs> We just have like resting bitch face, but it looks really great. It's like the most artistic look you can have is like just a very serious kind of editorial looking face. And that was really interesting to see that these models who are so comfortable in their skin are actually uncomfortable with clothes on. And I think that's how I was too, you know? I was always so comfortable being an art nude model because I was just used to it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was such a convenient way to be a minimalist, you know, traveling with just a bag of lingerie and nothing more. And now I'm a fashion model and I cannot imagine having to be an art nude model again. Like, I just, it's so crazy. And I remember the fashion models on this shoot, you know, they would think twice to even put on lingerie. Like, this fashion model who has been, who travels, and she's like a commercial, she's a top model, let's say, at least in our circles. 
she was like very hesitant to put on this lingerie set that one of the photographers had bought. And I had to tell her, I was like, girl, that is Atelier Bordeaux. You know, that's like one of the most expensive French lingerie brands ever. It's a crime for you not to put that on. And it wasn't even revealing. It was super classy. It was like a corset dress i mean it was very very covered up it wasn't a two-piece it was one piece lingerie mini dress and it looked gorgeous on her i mean she's just got such a beautiful classic look she's a redhead with this cute little pixie face and like just flawless skin and she's been in some commercials for like expensive you know luxury brands and it looked great on her but i think she was just hesitant because fashion models they can't be caught dead wearing stuff sometimes my friend who is a model slash actor she said she thinks that um, commercial clients have seen her in lingerie before on her instagram and then not hired her for a job because of it so it's kind of sad that um, these two worlds don't seem to blend very well it seems like you can only do one or the other and not both because you run the risk of someone not wanting to hire you for a commercial job because you have been half naked or fully naked in other places because it's like your face needs to represent their brand and they need to have this clean sparkling clean image hmm. so that's just a little bit about the commercial and art nude modeling world there's actually so much more that i want to talk about and in fact, I will definitely do another episode to get into kind of the pros and cons and my experience kind of shifting between these two worlds of commercial and art nude modeling because there's so much more to talk about that we can't cover in this episode. But thanks again for listening this is vani lang on the lingerie lowdown podcast and i will be back very soon don't forget to look me up on instagram at vani lang and also check out my reviews here on the lingerie lowdown website if you want to see what i look like and put a face to the voice I will catch you next time on It's a Little Complicated. <laughs> so I'll see you again. Bye. Thanks for listening to us on Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. Don't forget that we release a brand new episode every Wednesday for you all to enjoy. So if you love lingerie as much as we do, Make sure to catch us same time, same place next week. Don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast to get a 10% discount off your membership today. So if you love lingerie as much as we do, 
Make sure to catch us same time, same place next week. In fact, it's not just lingerie we love to talk about and review. We cover it all from the world of intimates. From lingerie to hosiery, swimwear to sleepwear, kink and bondage, and we even review sex toys. All in the best possible taste, of course. With over 7,000 published reviews online, we're the number one review site, and we're publishing more every day. And don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast to get a 10% discount off your membership today.